Hello and welcome to Food Systems, a podcast from the Forum for the Future of Agriculture, where we discuss issues that can shape a sustainable food system, from farm to fork, from policy to consumers, and everything in between. I'm your host, Robert Graff, and you can find us on Twitter at Forum for Ag. In the aftermath of FFA 2021, these episodes will be available every week on all major podcast platforms. Before we get started, we would like to say a quick thank you to the FFA founding partners, the European Landowners Organization and Syngenta, as well as the FFA strategic partners, Cargill, the Nature Conservancy, Thought for Food and the World Wildlife Fund. Please enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome back to Food Systems. Today we're joined by Benedikt Börsel. He is an organic farmer on a farm east of Berlin called Gut in Börsel and he also has a prior life in the financial industry and he was also on our panel at FFA 2021. Benedikt, thank you so much for joining Food Systems today. Robert, thank you very much for the invitation and I'm happy to be here. Thank you. The model that you are promoting, using on your farm, is called Beyond Farming. Would you mind explaining to our listeners what you mean by by that, what your concept is? Sure. So, um, first of all, we are here um, located in our east of Berlin. And what makes this place special in some sense is that it is incredibly dry and uh, we have sandy soil. So any kind of farming or forestry activity um, is challenging as it is. And of course, increasingly so with regards to um, increased fluctuations of climate uh, and, and other factors that, that are important. And Beyond Farming, in a sense, stands for a belief that in order to solve or develop farming into a direction where it becomes the solution to many of the biggest problems that we are faced as of today, um, we have to understand that farming and land use is not only primary production, but it is the single best and most effective way of challenging um, you know, climate adaptation, biodiversity, health, human health specifically, of course, um, but also education, rural development, equality. And we can only do that by understanding all of these values that are connected to agriculture. On your farm, how do you try to put that all together in, in one package? Is it How does that influence your own farming operations? Well, I mean, um, I had a bit of a moment, let's say, uh, in, in 2018, where I was standing on our field um, in the middle of our drought, which was, I think, running for 13 weeks without rain. And that very intense emotional moment uh, where I saw how everything around me was basically on the brink of dying. And I, I, I had, let's say, in a sense, I looked through um, a glass ball into the future and saw, you know, when it comes down to when, when it really matters most, when, you know, the climate fluctuations are driving us in situations where we are just unable to cope anymore in that sense, there is really only one single thing that is important, and that is a healthy ecosystem. And the basis of that is healthy soil. So in that moment, I understood that anything that I need to do has to be with regard to how can I make the, the ecosystem, the soil healthy again? How can I close the nutrient cycle? How can I bring animals, trees, crop, and the, the, the needs of, of the, the, the population and, and us and our family together in a healthy, let's say, functioning ecosystem. Um, 
And from that starting point, I basically looked all over the world for, for land use systems, agricultural f systems that do or that try exactly that. Um, and because we are close to Berlin, because it is you know, a tough ground to grow things, we said, why don't we bring all of the different ideas and thoughts of regenerative agriculture from agroforestry, syntropic agriculture, holistically grazed management, uh, different composting methodology, tree nurseries, all of them, bring them together and uh, and see and develop them here for our standards and, and, and hopefully be able to show at some point in the future that they are in fact socially, uh, economically and uh, and and uh, ecologically beneficial to what we do at the moment. So you're trying various different farming systems, um, agroforestry I saw is one of them, agroecology, uh, rotations with animals. Have you found now a system that works well for you? What have your experimentations shown so far? Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that, that, that our um, primary focus is trying it all out and then see what works best for us specifically. Um, it's more a broader approach on saying um, in in the little you know belief system that I live in in in, in the in the the values that I have um, for our farm and what I can bring to the table with regards to you know what uh, what I want to take up as as responsibility as being as someone who has the opportunity to work with land um, I want to work and I and we spe specifically. We want to test and develop all kinds of different forms of regenerative land use models and we want to use that knowledge um, to make it open source available for farmers that need it or that want it or as of today cannot, uh, you know, let's say do on-farm research as, uh, as we do it right now. Um, and because this is such a difficult area, we believe that if we can prove something here, so if it does work here, then you know it, it can work uh, in other places. Surely not with the same uh, tree species, and maybe not with the same animal species, but the context, the the, the characteristics, the underlying understandings of how we can re-establish um, complex ecosystems while um, doing profitability uh, or, or running a farm profitably. I think that can work all across. Um, so we're really, you know, seeing this as um, as as a real life testing environment um, to look for answers that I think are urgently needed. So, do you think the the approach you're going for, the let's just call it the Gutenberg model, do you think that it can be replicated and on any size of farm, or are there certain minimum requirements? Do you, would you say not just in terms of I mean, the landscapes obviously are different, but in terms of approach to finance, education, uh, that kind of thing, is it is it is it a replicable model, or, or are there sort of minimum requirements? Let's put it that way. Um, no, it it is hundred um, percent uh, replicable, uh, because what 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 I realized when I was standing there on the dry field is that many of the technologies, many of the processes, many of the the, the ways of doing and thinking about agriculture that we are familiar uh, today are historically coming from a good place. So we had food shortages, we had certain problems, and technology has helped and has undoubtedly brought us to a very high development level. But at the same time, we have to admit that the agricultural food and, 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 uh, and, and agriculture system 
is pushing strongly beyond um, the, 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 the natural um, levels and capabilities of our planet. And this means we have to look at the way and the system how we today do it. We have certain new needs and requirements that the system has to fulfill. And in, in, what I realized standing on that field is that many of the technologies and the products and all the thoughts and discussions that we have, they come out of an, let's say, exploitative understanding of ecosystems. So if you think your main assumption of agriculture is horizontal, monoculture, one harvest per year, then any innovation, any technology that comes out of this model can only be able to limit the negative outcomes of that particular production model. But what I realized for our farm is that we need to look at the root causes. What are the root causes of our problems? And then decide how do I have to change my system in order to change the root causes and then not be faced with the negative outcomes in the first place. And this is something you can do on one 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 square meter and you can do this on, on 100,000 hectares. It looks different, it maybe has a different name, but it goes back to the same different style of thinking. We've spoken to a number of farmers on this podcast and, and something that I think is connects all of them and, and suspect you as well is that many times they feel trapped by broader systems that they have very little control over. They have very little control over the who buys their crop, they have little control over who sells them the, the inputs they need, whether they are organic or, or conventional or otherwise. You yourself, do you feel that you have real control over your farm operations or are there things you must do because otherwise, you know, you must conform to market standards? I mean, yeah, that's, that's of course, a good, good question. And, and um, uh, you know, the farmers that, that, that say they are, are stuck in a system, I can 100% understand that. And this is, this is what um, is really something that we should be thinking about. You know, uh, if we come from an understanding that, you know, all the, 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 let's say, the bad things with regard to climate change, species extinction, uh, loss of soil biodiversity, um, all different ripple effects, uh, environmental and ecological ripple effects of death, um, can only and will only be addressed by farmers and people who look after the land and the forest in that sense. These people are the ones that are suffering the most, that are most depressed, that are under the, the most severe pressures and take all the risk and they are stuck in a system and that system is designed on making money on them and keeping them in debt and keeping them unflexible. You know, if, if you think about this is just... It's absurd, right? This is what I actually meant when I said the pyramid is, is upside down and, 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 and the farmers are on the bottom of that, you know? You know, we, we, have to, we, we take the risks uh, beginning with bringing the seed into the ground. If it is germinating, is there any uh, water is there, or is there a drought? Is there frost? Well, what about the harvest? Can we harvest? How can we store it? Can we store it? What is the quality of the grain like? And then on top of that, we have all these different dependencies on subsidies, on equipment, machinery. What's the quality? Will it be delivered on time? Um, and then we have the debt and bank structures, right? Um, if we have a drought, the bank wants to, wants to have the annuities. They don't really care if, 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 the, if we weren't able to produce what we want to produce. Then we have a product that is commoditized, right? So we have no influence on, on that whole discussion. Uh, and on top of that, we have if we do something right or wrong, we have a daily reminder of it, 
each and every day we are reminded of the things that we do wrong and or have done wrong in the past and uh, compare this to a business manager that takes the bad decisions you know okay that's a bad decision but it doesn't really matter we are confronted with our livelihoods and the livelihoods of our families and the livelihoods of our co-workers um, versus okay i don't get a bonuses here right so we we live in complete different worlds and and i think that is really something that we have to work on and it's a social issue more than anything else it's not really about agriculture it's a social issue this sounds quite unsustainable to me apart from the ecological thing it just sounds socially and financially very precarious how would we how would you if given broad authority to do such things change it <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> that's a good one i mean as you mentioned you know it is of course a very complex uh, it is a very uh, complex topic and i of course also speak out of my let's say my bubble or the things that i see or the people that i speak to so you know i i don't have the answer for for everything and there's many things that you know we we not not all of us um get to hear or get to see so um but that being said i think one of the most important parts is to change the paradigm um from you know making agriculture and specifically farmers in that regard the ones that should be doing this and they should be doing that and why cannot they also do this so we need to i think bring them into this position where they feel honored by us appreciating what they have always done and continue to do for us. I think we have to change the paradigm to show how agriculture is the potential to overcome many of the biggest problems of our time. So also understand that the, the appreciation for farmers in that regard has to change, right? We have to make sure we find ways of having an inclusive and positive narrative to invite farmers to be that guardian to be that uh, people that we can rely on and and have hope with regards to changing the the way we work with nature with regards to um, having um, let's say a different um, let's say uh, yeah biodiversity and a different style of of bringing back carbon in the soil so farmers can can do all that um and i think it's 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 a lot about let's say the appreciation um for farmers but then of course um it 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 runs in many different areas you know i mean uh, i think i'm supposed to only say three <laughs> or three minutes per answer but um uh, i think what what is really crucial is to have um let's say um independent global context and location specific real-life farms where we have basically a, 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 a real-world testing and implementing uh, different ways of problems and solution-oriented methodologies that are all basically combined with the same shared belief that there is land use that looks in a way after the ecosystem with regards to closing the nutrient cycles increasing biodiversity building soil carbon in the soil long term and at the same time producing food that is high in nutrients i think that is possible and the aim has to be necessarily to reduce the reliance on external inputs to reduce the reliance on subsidies to draw to draw down debt structures um, 
and uh, and and with that comes all different sort of um, talk technology and software possibilities where we can actually have technology um, and, and software help us in line with nature through public support we have the common agricultural policy it's currently being now in its latter stages of reform if, if we were to give you more of a sort of free hand to, to design it what what would you expect european policy especially given the money that's attached to it what would you expect it to do what would your hope for it be uh, this is very complex and um, I think we tend to have an opinion on, on what politicians uh, should or should not be doing very fast. But I think if you look behind uh, closed doors, you know, they are all doing a lot to, to get where, uh, where, where we are right now. Um, to be honest with you, I think if I could choose, let's say, a different ways of, 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 of delivering some understanding and, and truth and uh, authenticity, um, I would love to um, really um, challenge the scientific community in a different way, um, in a sense that we would want or we would need independent advice and the independency has to be not or has to be shown by not being financed through third-party money this is one important aspect i think the independency has to be not uh, being reliant on a publication in some english-speaking journal to get some bonus uh, academy points but it has to be how can we design an agriculture system that enables a particular farmer in a particular area to, to do farming that is in line with what we need currently and in the future. Um, so I think from the scientific community, we could have a very different influence on that whole approach and the whole concept. Um, I think what I would wish for politicians is to, um, to increase their, and I don't want to step on any of us toes, but to increase their, 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 their knowledge and, and urge to understand complex ecosystems and um, really try to see the potential in complex ecological functions and systems, also again with context and regional uh, differences, but to see the, the, also the economic potential in that. So regarding innovation, if it's ecological innovation or social innovation, as true and fruitful and important innovation and not just believing that any innovation today has to be solidly technology run like uh, digitalization is not going to help us it's not going to solve the problem by itself it has to be intelligently used in a certain way and the why has to be defined and i think politicians sometimes just don't see that uh, we have already known quite a few things quite well in the past and and the beauty would lie somewhere between our our technology possibilities today with looking back to to to, to understanding of, of of complex let's say natural ecosystems um, and i think as far as the industry is concerned and i mean this is of course an a, a, a topic you could delve into but i i am becoming i i'm changing to more and more to believe um that industry with regards to land use and food has to be regulated in a sense um, 
to make sure that the, the intrinsic motivation of the business model is not per definition an exploitative as far as human and natural needs are concerned. Um, if you want to, I'll go deeper in this, but I think please, topics, such please as, go ahead. <laughs> topics such as true cost accounting, for example, I think need to be included. Um, and, and I mean, there is so much more. And I mean, it's this getting obviously very sensitive stuff. And as I said, my last aim is to step on people's toes. I think we can only find a solution together and then also do it together. Um, but um, I think what is important is to also understand that if we don't drastically change, if we don't understand that we drastically have to change our system, the next gap in around seven years will not be coming from the same world we are talking about today, but we will have we will have experienced firsthand that uh, considering uh, ecological and social requirements of us and the planet will force us to think differently with regards to the right system of agriculture. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the final question, I wanted to briefly come back to your farm. Given what we've all we've just discussed what are the current sort of systemic limits you see to growing your farm or your business model what is it that you would personally need to to expand Gutenberg? well i mean first of all i have no interest in expanding our farm or our business model um if anything i want to become smaller or at least do better what i i, I tend to do today and um and that brings me to a very important point and, and one I would just give, uh, give you as a, as a thought um, for, for some, some, for some quiet time. But whenever we talk about the future of agriculture um, and specifically in the discussion with technology, robotics is a good example, we always tend to un believe on the same assumption that we will need less people on the land. That's why we need robotics, for instance. That's why we need technology. But I think this is a thoroughly wrong assumption. This is the worst thing that can possibly happen. We need to ask ourselves, how can we get more people on the land? That is how we can solve it, not the different way around. So, you know, I'm really not thinking about how can I grow the, the, the size of the company uh, or, or the farming. Um, I, I hope to find ways with all the incredible people that come here and help us and that we build this this future together, um, how we can reach enough people, doesn't matter where they live and you know how, how they look or, or, or what, what they think as of today, but that, that we can somehow um, show that there's different ways of doing business, that there's different important other social attitudes that give so much joy, uh, that, can, that we can show how agriculture is the most incredible job that you can be in, how that we can show that agriculture is the most important and uh, most beautiful job that you can be in. and if we uh, reach some people that say wow um, I'm going to go into agriculture then I think every minute of what we do is already worth it. I wanted to ask you uh, the last question which is the same one we ask of everybody who comes on the podcast uh, which is if you could give one piece of advice or one policy strategy or anything along those lines to really make a more sustainable food system what would it be i would um i would set aside um a nice chunk out of the um out of the 
let's say, research and development budget. And I would put that chunk on, uh, on, a, on a high stand, so to say, and ask scientists, people, interdisciplinary um, professors, but also uh, entrepreneurs, uh, people from, from, all, uh, from all areas, to say, look, this is capital, this is um, a new institute in a sense, that will always be independent and where we will give you a free space of thinking and working on solutions that we really need that are not dependent on uh, the size of the market or that they are not dependent on uh, um, any other pressures, economic time, whatever they are, that we are all every day facing. We are all facing them. These pressures are reality, but we need to come out of that and have um, a, uh, this free space of, of problem and solution-oriented independent offerings because we just don't have enough time to, to constantly stay in the same understanding that we can use the problem that farmers are in all over the world to earn more money for us, our shareholders and, and our companies. Um, we just can't afford that anymore. Benedict Bursor, thank you so much for joining Fruit Systems today and as well for being part of the FFA 2021 panel. Thank you so much for the invitation. You've been listening to an episode of Food Systems, a podcast brought to you by the Forum for the Future of Agriculture. In the aftermath of the FFA 2021 month of March, we will be going to a weekly release schedule to bring you follow-up interviews with some of our great speakers. To make sure you get all updates, please subscribe on your podcast app as well as on Twitter at Forum for Ag to get content on this podcast, news, as well as all other Month of March related content. Please check out our website www.forumforagriculture.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy your day.